but we first met in New Orleans at a conference and you speak at a lot of conferences, maybe even more than I do. I said, this is somebody who's a change maker. Aura is at the place. She is at the place where change makers come together to sometimes fill up their tank so they can go and implement change for another 12 months and sometimes to get new inspiration to do something totally different. So, and then when I saw later that you were speaking at the Advancing Construction IPD conference in Austin, Texas, and you were moderating a panel and he had multiple speaking things, I said, she must be on the show. Thank goodness I have her (laughs) contact info so that I could get her on the show and talk about those experiences because it is something that is so unique in the industry. And you're such a talented speaker. Like, why not share that with more people? Because who knows who you're going to inspire next? I appreciate it, Felipe. I was actually starstruck when I saw you in New Orleans. And I walked as I walked into the hotel and you're standing there with, I'm going to call them your posse. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was just you know, starstruck and I froze there for a minute and I'm like, do I go up to him and say hello or what? But it was really, it meant the world to me when you came up to me in the target value delivery and you said, hello, I just want to introduce myself. And, you know, we kicked it off from there. So I appreciate it. And I'm stoked to be here today. Very yeah, stoked. No, I'm honored to have you on my show to share your experiences, especially because you're out in the bitter, cold, cold, northern south of the tundra <laughs> like i gotta i gotta i just looked up where edmonton is on the map so now i know exactly where it is and it's cold it's i think really we cold. we exchanged some messages over the christmas holiday and we had record breaking i think we got to like minus 30 degrees with with windshield effect where i was in chicago for the holidays and you were i think you were just colder than that anyway <laughs> minus 45 Yes, we got to minus 45 Celsius. So I don't know what that oh is. In Fahrenheit. It's so cold. It's so I'll do cold. the, con- I'll do the conversion after the show and I'll put the numbers here. I'll put the numbers right here so that people, if you're listening to the show, you want to watch back on YouTube so you can see what the minus 45 Celsius to Fahrenheit is for all my nerds out there that just don't punch it into a search bar and get <laughs> the answer in a second. <laughs> Welcome to the EBFC Show, the easier, better for construction podcast. I'm your host, Felipe Engineer Manriquez. This show is all about the business of construction. Today's episode is sponsored by Bosch Refine My Site is a cloud-based construction collaboration platform that applies lean principles to enable your entire team to plan, communicate, and execute in real time. It's the digital tool that works in tandem with your last planner system process and puts it all together in one simple, collaborative ecosystem system. This easy-to-use platform is available in English, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and French and can be used on desktops, tablets, and mobile devices. According to Spencer Easton, Scheduling Manager at Oakland Construction, Refine My Site, in my opinion, is the best, leanest tool on the market for the last planet system. Here's what our users have to say. We've looked at three other digital scheduling platforms and none compare to the straightforward approach Refine My Site takes. From milestone planning all the way down to daily tasks, this program gives every general contractor and their trade partners meaningful collaboration, accountability, and KPIs. 
Register today to try Refine My Site for free for 60 days. Today's show is also sponsored by the Lean Construction Institute. LCI is working to lead the building industry in transforming its practices and culture. Its vision is to create a healthy and thriving industry that delivers outstanding project outcomes every time for everyone. Check the show notes for more information. Now, to the show. Welcome to the show, Aura. Aura, it is my pleasure and honor to have you on the show. Please tell the good people of the EBFC show a little bit about yourself. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more about Aura, check the show notes for more. There's links to all of her favorite social media, only the one she cares about, <laughs> as well on how to get in touch with her and contact her and keep the conversation going. And if you are inspired by what she says, exercise your ability to tap that like button and follow and subscribe so that you never miss content like this. Take it away, Aura. Thank you, Felipe, for this energetic intro. I'm excited to be here. I'm stoked, actually, um, from the first email I got from you. I had to, you know, reread it again to make sure it was an invite to the podcast, and it was. Um, and here I am. I'm Aura Robinson. I'm the manager of um, Enhanced Project Delivery at uh, ISL Engineering. Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, where it's really cold. Um, and, uh, you know, Western Canadian um, wide, we focus on enhancing project delivery for clients and owners and construction teams. So I'm excited to be here. I can't wait, you know, to have this conversation with Felipe. I've followed him for a long time now. And, uh, you know, uh, again, maybe I feel starstruck again. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have enough words to describe how exciting it is to be on the show. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. People, this is going to be a show you're going to want to watch over and over again. I'm going to just call it right now. Uh-oh. You've been implementing integrated project delivery for quite a long time, and you've spoken at several conferences, including one recently, like you mentioned, hanging out with some of my favorite change makers in the industry at the Advancing Construction IPD conference. What are the top questions people ask you at IPD conferences? So I've been uh, implementing IPD since 2017 when I was first exposed to it as a construction project manager. And boy, was I not on the bandwagon yet. <laughs> I was really new to it. Um, I was under the impression that, hey, I've mastered Minecraft. Why do I need to learn something new? Um, and then it hit me when I actually went through the steps of implementing IPD. And ever since then, that what you call the IPD bug has bit me and I've been yeah. um, immersed in it uh, quite enough. So the questions I get often asked at conferences is, you know, can you speak to us more about IPD? What is IPD? What's so special about IPD? Those are the questions that I get. Why should I do IPD? you know, what's the value that I'm going to get out of implementing IP? And I can speak for hours about IP and what I saw in my experience and the experience I have with um, our clients and how they've gone on record and saying, you know, this was an amazing experience. It's completely different. And the reward they see is with their team members that they assign to the projects first, how they're excited about the integrated project delivery space and the integrated project delivery process itself. And obviously in IPD, each project has its own framework that they develop together as a team. Um, so that's one of the, why IPD? What do you do IPD for? Yeah. Um, how, how did the financials work in IPD? 
Well, I can speak to that forever and ever too. So it depends again. Um, uh, it's project contingent um, and you know, the broad strokes are there uh, and we understand it. The legality of it, how does it really work? You know, how is the shared risk, shared reward actually factor in? How do we think about that? How do I act and behave in an IPD setting? I get that a lot because if you've been in the construction industry for a long time, even in the design industry for a long time, you understand that there is a conservative approach to everything. You hold your hearts really close to your chest and your heart. And that's with everyone. That is the norm of the industry. And now we're removing those shackles and we're enabling, you know, um, a conduit of, of true communication, true collaboration innovation. And that's what sparks interest in me, is looking at new ways to implement things. I love that. That's the thing that wakes me up every morning. And when IPD came along, it provided me that opportunity to actually see it firsthand, being developed, planned, designed, and then um, implemented. Um, the other question I get is, oh, um, does it work for my project type? So I actually... Instead of always using the um, uh, IPD guide for practitioners or for leaders in the industry, I developed in the um, a quick answer is use the PESTEL acronym, right? There's a PESTEL acronym, and I think it's for political, um, environmental, um, technological. Um, I forgot the S, I think, right? Social, socio, socioeconomical. Uh, all of that um, to, to determine quickly with a yes or no question, determine quickly whether the project is safe for you or the project is suited for IPD. And then actually leverage if you have time. I always send the IPD guide for um, leaders. Use it, go through it, understand it. Really take the time to think about it. Just don't, you know, quickly browse it, actually think about what's been said in, the, uh, in those documents. So it really makes a difference. And the other question I always get, how do I know that the team is going to be performing? How do I know? Because traditionally your KPIs are different than the KPIs in an integrated project delivery. How do we know we're actually delivering what we're saying we're delivering, right? So yeah. You create those mini milestones. You create those KPIs as a team together. What does that look for you? It's okay to be immersed in something that is new to you. There's a lot of unlearning to do and <laughs> relearning to do. Yes. Right? I love so, you. So there's a lot of unlearning to do because when you first got started, you said, like, I'm here. I got this. Like, I remember Darlene saying the same thing. Like, don't mess with my system. I have something. And, yeah. every, and I've met uh, an executive and a PM recently, and they had the same experience. They said, like, why are you going to teach me what IPD is? I was like, well, number one, the client wants it, right? So mm -hmm. in this case, the client wants it. And and two, like you said, I love how you, 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 you crafted this custom system that the team makes together. It's so intentional. I think, you know, some people listening to the show that have been trained in traditional project management type of frameworks, and I know that. Project Management Institute has a whole book dedicated to this, the PMBOK, Project Management Book of Knowledge. And we'll put a link to the IPD guide for leaders in the show notes as well for so people could access that, as well as the PMI Project Management Book of Knowledge. Because a lot of people say, like, what you're doing when you're setting up your IPD job is exactly like setting up a charter for the project. They say that, but it's, it's not. not. 
It's not. I know. We said at the same time. I knew it. I knew it. We're aligned. I, well, I, this is the other thing I hear all the time. All oh, progressive design build. We're great at progressive design. It's the same thing. You know, what's so different? We collaborate all the time. Why do you think the collaboration is, you know, heightened here? Well, you actually have to try it for yourself and see how all those barriers that you feel are already gone, completely broken, diminished. So it, it, it is a big deal to immerse yourself in it. Be your true self in it. Don't be afraid of engaging and, you know, providing all those great ideas. I always have, the teams that know me always have a crazy idea, (laughs) crazy idea, you know, a session. We go through a two hour, we all throw crazy ideas for the project on the wall and see what may come of it, right? And it's like, oh, it's never going to happen. We have to be realistic. We've got to get... I was that realistic project manager that wished, I used to wish that there was something new that would come up. And when it came to me, I was the first one that looked away. And then after actually going through it, I said to myself, why? I've been looking for this opportunity. I've been looking for this chance of new evolution. Why am I running away from it? And, And I found out is the unlearning part was really hard unlearning 20 years or 22 years of doing something a certain way and then you come to this new it's not always roses and 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 you know exciting the beginning yes there's some excitement and then it'll die down it's up to you as a team to bring yourselves back from that lull that you face right but but that even that part there's um an essential piece to learning more about yourself because in the past traditional projects, it was all about how do we deliver the project, remove emotion from it, remove yourself from it, focus on the process, focus on the process. And now we've come to a new area where we're focusing on the people. Even though in the past we say focus on the people first and then the process second, we were always focused on the process. Here you're actually focusing on the people, how to amplify their abilities to collaborate, how to amplify their abilities to share new ways of doing things. Um, And it really is mind blowing when you go through that. My first aha moment in the IPD was often when we commit to clients, um, we commit a schedule that's developed at the RFP stage, right? Right. Who puts that schedule together? Typically the estimator. Yeah. Right. Right. Do I talk to the superintendent? at that stage? Have I talked to any of the subtrades at that stage? No, because I don't even know if I have the project yet, right? Right. The, the other problem that happens with that is we commit to that even after we're awarded the project. And what happens between the project manager and the superintendent often is that conversation, that heated conversation, I didn't help you plan it, so how are you committing to something that I could have done differently, right? Here, they're in the room with you. The subtrades or the trade partners are in the room with you. They're not, you know, a subtrade anymore. They're your partner. They're helping you achieve a target. They're helping you, you know, make a realization come to life, which is a vision of the client. You have a common goal now. In the past, we had different goals. We had to finish the project. The the subtrade, you know, they had to come in, do their thing, and, and, and leave. They weren't really part of the overall vision. Now they are. They're part of the overall vision. And that was the first, I didn't have to, 
you know, end my day picking up the phone because we made a change in the schedule. Even if we do the change on the schedule on site with all the foreman on site or all the project managers, when we have those biweekly meetings or the weekly meetings, depending on the project, I didn't have to call and say, hey, make sure we changed it. You know, you're going to see a PDF coming out soon, blah, blah, blah. We're going to spit it out on Microsoft Project or whatever, you know, um, scheduling thing we yeah. had at the time, program we had at the time. They were in the room with me. So I shaved all that time. They had better ideas. You know, we embraced those. We were able to shave not only on, on construction schedule, but, you know, enhance the quality. So instead of having those, you know, um, gates of restriction, now the gates are open. We are working together toward a common goal. And that was one of the biggest aha moments that I had um, going through that, understanding what their struggles are. Yes, as a superintendent, I used to have those morning huddles with, you know, my foreman at the time. And I thought, oh, yeah, this is great. And it does. It really opens the doors, you know, for you to see where the project is going. But that was away from the presence of the project manager, away from the client being, now the client is part of it and they want to be part of this type of process, you know, see how their building is coming to life. And that's exciting. That's really exciting. That is so, exciting. Uh, yeah. So that was my, one of one of my aha moments, you know, when I embraced IPD is like, oh man, I don't have to spend all those hours after hours making phone calls and sending emails. Make sure we made this change. Make sure the buying happened right in big room meeting. Aura, you're you're giving me like I, I, you're tapping on some post traumatic stress nerves that I had <laughs> when I was a young project manager. I can't. For, for people listening, if you've been in construction for more than five years, you've probably heard that phrase, make sure, and then insert the blank on a daily basis, like 20, 30, 100 times a day. And I, you, you tapped onto something. In traditional project delivery, everyone just comes to work and just does what they always do in their normal habits. And what Aura is describing in this IPD, you have a, you're creating something new, and there's a space made in the beginning for people to come together and create the KPIs that make sense for their project to actually understand what the contract is. And for many people, it's a new contract. So people actually read it. I know it's like, it's so shocking. You'd be surprised people listening. And if you're listening to the show and you haven't read your contract with the client, or if you're a trade partner and the general contractor hasn't shared even a redacted client contract with you, welcome to the majority of everybody in construction. That's right. And what happens? What happens is change orders, out of scope work, bad coordination or miscoordination because people aren't sure who, who owns it. Doing work that's not necessary. I mean, the list goes on and on. Litigation. Let's not forget litigation. Documentation, documentation, documentation. We don't read half of it after a while. You know, we're, we're, we were trying to protect ourselves. But why if we're building a project that's for everyone to be part of, right? Right. I remember being on a team, Aura, and maybe you have a similar experience before you went IPD. Uh, but I used to get emails from my PM in the trailer and the PM was next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> why are you emailing me? I'm literally right here. And I realized later it was for CYA. It was CYA. to cover... It was just to cover the PM, to go on the record that I told this person 
XYZ. But if you're on an IPD project, I would say, and you tell me, email volume goes exponentially down. Down, down. So we predominantly use um, Teams um, because it's embedded with Microsoft and everyone has Microsoft and use those channels for communications. Oh my God, I didn't have to stay late at night anymore responding to emails that may imply something else, whether it's from any team member. Designer construction, that CYA was a big deal with integrated project delivery. You're focusing on the product, the building. And when it's an amazing building, and when it's already something that is um, set out to be a high profile, but even if it's not a high profile, just the experience of being on a project like that changes the way you view the industry, makes you want to be part of the industry more and more on a project like that. And it, we, we always say, oh, it, you know, it's an area for talent retention for the younger generations. But I found even the older generations who are, you know, 60s and above and are still working, do not want to engage in any other form of contract anymore. They want to be on an integrated project delivery. They feel valued. They really do. Yes. Really? Yep. Yeah, we had... Uh... You know, that they, I think they call that older generation traditional, the traditional generation. Traditional. And then we have the Gen Z in the new. And we found that on these IPD projects, we'd hear from the very young or the newest to construction and the almost about to retire saying that they're just re-energized. Like both are valued. And even though their communication styles are radically different, there's a space for them to connect and information is transferring, which you don't have. On a traditional project, people, traditional projects, you're just in this momentum of the job and you're like in the swirl of whatever the speed of that job is. You don't have all this learning opportunity like you do. Like, Aura, you mentioned this innovation change is happening. What was the spark when you first did your, I mean, because your first IPD project, you're like, I'm not sold on this garbage so, or something uh, to that effect, right? You tell me what your exact words were. I yeah. want to hear like, what was the conversation? when you were told that you're going to go do this IPD job? Uh, honestly, I was at the beginning, I was excited because it's a new form of contract. I love new things. Um, I, you know, I went to lean in design um, in Chicago. It's held every year, I think in May, uh, the, the Congress conference for lean in design and um, in May. And I was like, okay, this is, this is not bad. I, 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 I I can absorb it. I can, I can, you know, try and, you know, I, I have, I, I have a system. I know what needs to happen. I have my milestone set and I would always be asked, well, how do you know all your milestones are the right milestones? Because I, my response was like, because I've done so many of them before. I know these, there's certain timelines that you have to meet. If your shop drawings aren't, you're missing the boat and you're going to cause a delay and you don't want to do that. Okay. And then it was like, how do you transfer it to the newer and upcoming project managers? And I would always look at them and say, well, I don't know. They have to go through it. But then this IPD setting came about and then talked about the big room and the co-location. And I kept, and I kept saying, you know, I don't know why I'm, these are my words. Why am I wasting all this time? Why am I wasting all this time sitting in big room meetings when we could have solved it a long time ago? I would have been already in the ground. I would have built it already and it would have been amazing. And we would have been done by now, right? Because we, we're inherently 
trained to jump on it. So I'm an engineer in training. I'm an engineer, right? I started in design and moved into the construction, got offered this great deal to work for a construction company. I thought I'd stay for a couple of years. And I absolutely loved it because we were able to translate 2D into 4D, not 3D, into 4D. And now I, I've developed, you know, being a superintendent now, project manager, I have a way to service my client. Why do I need to learn a new way? You know, and it's not like me because I like learning, but it was just completely against the grain. Um, and it was, it wasn't until we went through a couple of design scenarios and actually intensified planning um, of the construction, then I had my aha moment, the go slow to go fast. We were trained to go fast, be fast, done quickly, right? Right. That's where that's how that's how you deliver to the client. You make them feel happy. That's how you make money as a company. That's how your name stays out there. And I keep telling them every project, if you're a project manager or superintendent, you're as good as your last project, right? Because right. that's the last legacy that you leave. And then with IPD, it was different. Instead of getting to meet the designers and the trades for once biweekly for an hour going over a meeting, you actually got to know them at a deeper level. I have long lasting relationships from that till now. We get phone calls, we text each other, you know, how are you doing? What are you doing? Just to become, you know, a, a community peer that could help you bounce ideas off each other, just listen to each other, be part of each other's life. That was a game changing factor for me. Um, the fact that knowing my superintendent was valued instead of pushing everything on the superintendent, okay, you got to go figure it out now. We, we gave you the beginning and the end and you have milestones that we committed. They felt valued. They wanted to be part of it. They actually went out of their way and started, you know, um, connecting with the community where that building was being built and connecting to the end user. And that was invaluable. And you know, when you always hear about how the people of an organization are the biggest asset, IPD really elevates that because when your people are valued, your clients see it. And here in an IPD setting, you could see it. The client was having fun. When do you hear a client is having fun on a project? Often they're the mediator. Right. On the, right? The right. mediator, they're figuring, okay, I'm going to get hit with the next change order. What does it look like? Or yes. it's wish list time. I'm at the end of the project and now I need... I need, you know, to find oh, some money. Yeah. Help me spend the money. And what happens with the construction team? Oh my God, I have to do a bunch of rework now on things that are finished already, right? So right. all we did was we rearranged the relationship of traditional construction into a new way of implementing it. And everyone felt amazing about delivering a project that way. And that's when I had my first aha moment, seeing the community, seeing the relationships that we built. The fact that we had um trade partners on board that would actually guide us to how much easier it is to construct faster safer you know um and just being crazy having those crazy ideas oh, i love the word crazy so having those crazy ideas that can really turn um the quality of a building into something outstanding or astonishing was a big deal for me. Um, the fact that we didn't, ha not everything had to be high tech 
right? Because we always hear about technology, technology, you know, it's important to have technology. It's, it's important to have technology, but technology doesn't mean complexity, right? It doesn't mean complexity. Right. It means it could be simple, easy, um, and, and usable, right? You lose people with complexity, especially end users. So there were a whole bunch of things. The fact that the team at the end came up with ideas to donate certain things for the end users that they could use as a, dis a, a display board or um, an, a learning area. And it was just because they're a part of that community, part of the big room, part of the co-location. You learn more about each other. You feel truly like a team that you actually want to help each other out succeed. You want to help the client succeed, the owner succeed, right? And, and the project succeed. And you're part of that success. So it really does make a difference um, to, to how, how um, IPD and the framework helps you um break the shackles of traditional it really does you're you're shackled in the past or i'm not going to call it the past because some projects are till this day you what we call traditional contracts um here the room for innovation is is really um opened up the fact that we could you know have hybrid structures for the first time we had a new I'm going to, I don't know if this is important, but we had fiber reinforced concrete. Traditionally, we wouldn't ever use a structural engineer. You know, the conservative piece is removed from me. The liability is really high on me. So I, I would not resort to it at any time. Here, we were actually able to embrace it. And we found savings to use on the inside of the building, which is where the user, especially in Edmonton, you know, we're frozen. Yeah. They, <laughs> they spend oh, most you're... of their your frost layer is probably what greater than four feet probably <laughs> it's gotta be when you're getting minus 45 air temperatures like yeah you're gonna have some significant frost down i think yeah. that's a great idea you're you're tapping on so many things people listen back to the show rewind this and look at her excitement you've never seen a guest on my show talk about traditional project delivery with this much excitement and enthusiasm so I just want to show everybody like and just say it's worth just thinking about how much a higher level of engagement i'm so glad that you came on to share these things because it really does contrast the traditional construction delivery so much where people are invested and you mentioned people donating things to the end users that almost never happens i'm not going to say never ever but almost never on most projects when they end people just demobilize and get out and here you're talking about something where people are integrated to the community, they're integrated in the project, and they're creating things and giving things to people so that they can get more use and value out of that building and not with a change order attached to it. And not to say that the client doesn't pay for everything. So clients listening, if you're thinking there's no way your organization could do IPD, you're wrong because every organization is doing IPD today wasn't doing it even 15, 20 years ago. So somebody's gotta be the first. And if you wanna have this type of excitement, it could be you. So as far, right? as far yeah. as the contract, like how difficult is it for an organization to implement this? As I know that you coach teams and people to start implementing IPD. What's one of the first barriers that a company has or an organization has, an owner has, if they're going to try to go this way? So uh, we often um, recommend an owner's readiness uh, assessment and, and it covers um, three areas, big areas. It's the organizational, it's the project readiness, um, and it's the decision making. Um, and what it is, it, it's um, 
bunch of workshops that we put together to truly understand is the owner ready for this? Are they willing to embark on an IPD journey that can change their lives? And are they willing to be part of an experience that if they are fully immersed in, they can never turn back from it and they are wanting to, you know, um, engage in this delivery model over and over again. Now, IPD is not for every project, and I'm the first to say that, and not for every owner, and that is okay. But if you want to try IPD, and I do urge you, do it the right way. Get yourself an IPD coach. Get a team that's really bought into the IPD. You don't want someone resistant like when I started. It took me, it took me, they they tell you it takes you eight months to unlearn something. And it took me about that before I turned the corner and started thinking, wow, this could actually work. This really could work. So those are the things I recommend to people where they're, you know, at, 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 the, at the edge, just knowing whether they should tip their toes in the water or not. Try it on a smaller project. Try it on a smaller project, see how it goes. Get the full training effect that training is not only impacts you on a project delivery cycle, but it impacts you on an organizational level. The way you carry out your work because of the lean strategies that you learn through implementing an IPD project really impacts the organization behaviors itself. You will see your team starting to use sprint boards. You'll start to see your team actually doing morning huddles sometimes. I want this 15 minutes, not more. I, I was stung by that. You know, the fact that I had some of the team members in New Orleans come up to me and say, oh my God, Ari, you did an amazing job at training us. I, I was beside myself because you never see that response or that reaction inside the big room, right? They'll be right. like, they, they, they are there, they're engaged, they're, they're wanting to learn more, but they're still curious to see what's out there. But to hear that feedback, and then yet again, another team in front of a client saying, oh my God, you train us so well, you need Aura to train. That was just something that really um, gave me more drive to, to, to inspire others, to help others, to, to give back to the community. So I, I do recommend you try IPD. Um, Western Canada is on fire right now with integrated project delivery um, contracts and approaches and, and just engaging in it. And I'm excited to see what the next level of trained IPD professionals can do to the industry. Really does make it worth being part of. I love that. And we've seen in the United States, projects implement successfully go IPD and never turn back at jobs around the three to $5 million mark, all the way to over a billion in US dollars. What are some of the dollar contract values do you see in Western Canada? Similar. So we see anywhere from two and a half million to uh, about, you know, a billion. Um, we like ISL engineering, uh, which is the firm I work at is a design firm in Western Canada. Um, one of the, uh, um, most, I think, in my mind, progressive thinkers forward looking to uh, find ways to service clients. And our first IPD project was a raw water pump station, three and a, three and a half million, 3.4 million. And the team actually was able to deliver for 3.7 million. And that is a big deal. That and is a big deal. It is a big deal. So, you know, if you can do it at that scale, um, there's a way to tailor an IPD because th this is what I hear a lot too is IPD is a lot of administration. So a lot of admin work and we have, no, not all projects need that. Every 
project has its own IPD identity. They, the team gets to form together what the identity looks like, what they need, how they execute it, what the planning phase looks like, what the validation phase looks like. It's not, oh, I have to, you know, fill it up with bodies. That's the wrong approach. We're not a traditional team. It's not a CM project. It's not a, you know, progressive design bill. This is an integrated project delivery. This is where you can have your wildest ideas come to true. Just try them and fail at them early. It's okay to fail. It's the first attempt in learning fail, right? right. So That's right. fail early. You want to fail early because, and, and sometimes I do do sessions about failing, what failure looks like. Failing looks like just so we can start creating that um, avoid to list, right? Um, where do you get to do that on a traditional project? When do you get to do that? You get told on traditional projects, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Yep. Absolutely. Or, or even worse, don't F it up. Don't it, yeah. It's spelled <laughs> E-F, people, for, if you're listening. Like, how do you spell that? <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't F it up, Felipe. Exactly. I've heard that. Or effing Felipe. Yeah, I've heard that one. <laughs> heard that one quite a bit. I, I love that you brought in some of these agile methods into your IPD project delivery, like with your sprint boards and getting people to break the work down smaller. What's something that you want to leave people listening, like a tool that you picked up in your learning journey that you've kept with you, that you keep using and you help other teams learn with and play with? And it's the pull plan. The pull plan. The pull plan is the post-its are so powerful. That's why I talk about um, don't make technology so complex. Don't speak when you speak to technology. You need the biggest brains, you know, that are going to find the most complex program. I did that once. That was the wrong thing to do. I overwhelmed everyone. And instead of actually using it to help us as a team, it was an impediment to some of our progress. Um, and that's the reality. And that's the truth. And I'm not afraid to say, hey, I screwed up here. That's one thing you'll know about me. Um, but that pull planning the post-its and actually visualizing your work, that's one thing I find teams always want to deter themselves away from is why should I visualize this already on the computer? I can see it. It's not just about you. It's about the entire team. You want anybody that's new that's onboarded to come in and understand where you're heading, understand where your project's at, see what you're doing, especially when you're co-locating, you want to make them feel that they're invited, they're part of the team. They can contribute in a way that they feel valued and are um, you know, effective in so many ways. So um, those are the two big things that I love doing, even for myself. And I don't know if I should show you my office inside the home. I'm actually from the home office today. I have posters everywhere that just remind me, even a simple thing that, good morning, sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. You know, today is a new day and this is what we're going to implement. But the post-its and the pull planning was something really um, um, big takeaway for me. Because if you are trained as a traditional project manager, you are trained on push planning. And that was one of the first things I hated about pull plan is it's backwards. Why is it backwards? Why do we have to start backwards? This doesn't make sense. There was a lot of work in the past that I could overlap and I couldn't overlap that now with pulp planning, but it meant more learning for me. And the more I learned, the more I was attached to this um, 
new system. So it meant that we weren't following the logic properly. So figure it out. And then we were able to bring it back to how they parallel, you know, um, and, and I, I started feeling comfortable with it. But that was one of the other things that it's pull planning, pull planning, pull planning, you know, um, working on, you know, getting done to do kind of thing. So that's the Kanban board. And I think I screwed it up, didn't I? Oh, getting that's there's many names. I tell people like, there's not one way to do scrum and there's definitely not one way to do Kanban. There's many ways. Yeah. And you nailed it. It's like work that has to be done, label it how you want to work you're doing now. And then the completed work. And I'm using vague terms on purpose. You could simplify it. If it makes sense to you to label them to do doing done, so be it. But some people, it doesn't make sense. So label it so that it makes sense for you and your team, make right. it fully crazy IPD custom, for you love it um and the other thing is ipd doesn't mean it's not speaking to you you have to find the language of ipd that speaks to you so make sure that the ipd project you're embarking on speaks to you your language you understand that. i i hear that a lot also with lean strategies oh lean is so daunting it's so hard no because you're seeing all the lean examples that apply to somebody else in their language of their environment of their industry. You have to find the lean strategies or the IPD strategies that work for you, for your industry, for your project, your client. So that's the, those are the last two pieces I, I leave with everyone. Post-its are amazing. And, <laughs> and, you know, make sure you're not deterred right away because it's different, it's hard try and embrace it um, and really find your language in there. Find your language. That's it. That's it. That's it. Very special thanks to my guest. I'm Felipe Engineer Manriquez. The EBFC show is created by Felipe and produced by a passion to build easier and better. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, everybody. Let's go build.